everybody, welcome back to Wisdom of the Weight Room, the podcast that takes the wisdom we gain in the weight room and we bring it to your everyday life. I am Brock, this is Miguel, we are your host, and we are back for, I don't want to call it season two or take two or whatever, but we had a little bit of a hiatus and now we are back and we're ready to go, so what is up? Welcome back. Miguel, how's it going? Good, man. Not too bad. Can't complain. I hear you, buddy. We, let's, I want to give a little update on why we kind of maybe stopped or put a pause on it of this podcast. Um, And it's going to flow into our overarching topic of the day, which is like burning out or or losing interest on some things, gym, training, all that. Uh, So for me, when we were doing the podcast, it was in this period of time where I was kind of transitioning out of the style of coaching I was doing like with uh, high school athletes and things like that and I was just I was just in a transition phase in my life where I was focusing more on things I wanted to do with like my other career and less on coaching not that I was like giving up on it I just knew I needed a break so I was kind of in that transition period we were doing this podcast at the time and I just straight up just didn't have any interest for it. I just was kind of just beating my head against a wall on topics and talking points of nutrition, coaching, training, etc. Um, I think I'll always have a passion for coaching and training and things like that. Like it just comes second nature to me. But I definitely was burning both ends of the candle when it come came to that philosophy, like just the whole process of of personal training, strength coaching, et cetera. So I literally stepped away from that over a year. Well, I stepped away from the gym where I was training at the first of the year last year. So it's been over a year for that. Coming in March is when I stepped away from the high school weight room. So it'll be a year from that. And then after that, I was just cold turkey for up until now. So the reason that we were on that hiatus was – just because I just had no damn interest of talking or giving any advice. And I don't want to say it was because I felt like I wasn't worthy of being able to do this kind of stuff or talk about this kind of stuff, but that, I mean, in some ways. So I was somewhat burned out, but I was also somewhat kind of like getting a sense of imposter syndrome, if, if you know what that is. What, what is that? I just felt like a fraud. Okay, yeah. When I was like, I was, weren't doing it. I was moving away from like coaching and training. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm not doing these things, then if I'm not applying mm-hmm. my, my practices outside, why should I talk about them? Yeah. So <clears throat> even though I've done it for however many years, eight, mm-hmm. 10 plus years, I have that background, I have that experience, but it just felt that since I wasn't applying those things in real time, I, sh- I felt I shouldn't have been talking about them. So it was somewhat of that, like feeling of a fraud and like being an imposter of some kind. That was just obviously my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just came down to like burning out. So that is kind of the reason that we were on a hiatus. But I think it's good. I think it's good to have those periods. I think that was too long of a period of, of, of a break, but... It's definitely good to take time off and and things like that. And that is what we're going to be talking about today is just feeling a sense of burnt out. That could be with anything too, coaching, training, things like that. So Miguel, I'm going to throw it at you. 
Have you experienced something like that? Are you, I mean, are you going through it now or have you, or what is your experience with burnout? I don't think, I don't know. Um, I haven't quite dealt with uh, burnout just, you know, the same way you have, or it didn't, I don't know. I, I, there's been some jobs, I guess I could say there's been jobs in the past where I was in an environment that was not healthy for me and I knew I was getting burnt out. And so I, I knew in the beginning the job would be stressful. So what I had to do was give myself a certain amount of time that I said, okay, if I don't, if it, if it doesn't go as I, as planned or if it's not as good as I need it to be or healthy for me, then I'm going to be out in a year. So I did that. I mean, I, the job was awesome. It taught me a lot, but I was done. I had, I was burnt out in a year. And so I was, I, I gave myself that year and then I was, I left and you know, we can get into a little bit about why there was burnout, and I was gonna, I'm going to ask you some questions about like what caused it or what are some, <clears throat> you know, it's different with job related to sports related and whatnot, but some of it's similar. But I was burned out there for sure. Um, besides that, I, you know, my job I do now, I haven't felt that, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. And if I start getting to that point, I know I need to take steps back and take time to recover myself mentally, physically, and whatnot. Um, being a strength coach can be very, not physically draining, but more mentally. Absolutely. You're overstimulated 24-7. Um, you have a lot of athletes that, have a, that need you. So you're trying to teach them that they don't need you as maybe as much as they think they do or that uh, – that they should utilize you as a person to reach out to when they need to. So it's finding balance in that way. Um, but then, you know, if I'm in the weight room setting, it's very challenging. If, you know, right now with football, I have a, about 130 guys that are in the weight room at one time for four times a week for about an hour and a half. So that's overstimulation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to coach 150 guys, which is, or 30 guys, which is nearly impossible. Without sinking the ship, dude. That's that. That sounds difficult. I'll yes. say that for sure. Yeah. So that's that's hard, you know. And I've done this before. You know, with COVID, the last two years, things have been different in the spring semester with sports and whatnot. The last time I had like an off season training with football was two years ago, and we had broken the groups up into two, and so it wasn't as chaotic. Uh, the thing that I don't, I, I look at back on now and I'm trying to figure out how did I do this was, you know, I'd get done with football two years ago and I'd, I'd train, I'd hit the gym or my, I'd lift after football and it was hard to, to come down from that with the overstimulation and then get into an environment where I needed to be ready to train and whatnot. Um, it got very draining on me. And now, you know, I look at it now and my schedule's a lot different because I'm only working at my gym and then uh, Iowa Central, so I can train in the morning. So then when I get done with football and I head back to the gym, first thing that happens when I walk into the gym is people come up to me, hey, Miguel, hey, Secor, like, I need this, this, and this. Well, now I can focus on you because my training's already done. Yep. So that's help me, helping me not feel overwhelmed with the situation I'm at. And we can talk about like different um, 
ways to try not to get to that burnout point. But I would say the job I had um, prior, you know, that was about six, seven years ago. That was probably the main point that I felt burned out. I would say I've also witnessed it or felt somewhat burned out when I was younger and I was, you know, always doing music activities. And it got to the point where I got to college and I was a vocal performance major, which we had talked about way early on in this podcast. And I was just doing so much vocal music, music, music that I got to the point where I'm like, I don't like this anymore. So I stopped and I just focused on myself and the training in the weight room. And I still sang in choir and a lot and everything got better. So it's knowing you yourself and we'll discuss it. I'm not going to go into it too much. but So I, I haven't felt burned out in a long time. And you could look at my schedule and say, how are you not burnt out? How are you not going to get to the point of burnout? And I think it's one. It's knowing yourself, and we can discuss that. Yeah, definitely. I <clears throat> I will kind of give my experience with, with the burnout where I feel things went wrong. Uh too much of a good thing is a bad thing. People say that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so everything's everything can be excessively overconsumed, even if it's good for you. Um, so it's it's good of having to have balance. And I feel with my problems of being burned out, whether that was with school or with training, coaching, etc. Like any any time I felt burned out, I knew it was just biting off more than I could chew. It was an imbalancing problem. Uh, So some things I feel people can maybe do to, first off, understand it, you know, because I feel a lot of times we get into a routine. I think you said this a lot, like we're creatures of habit, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're habitual human beings. Like we just, we like routine. We like creating habits, whether they're positive or negative, right? <clears throat> so it's the fact of trying to stay grounded and fit, like trying not to put yourself on autopilot. And I think of people people do that so much in life. Like they're just on autopilot, life autopilot. Whether that is with their training or with their job or with their careers or family, you know, like things just you do things so much they become so routine, and like you almost start like forgetting why you're doing something yeah. forgetting what's the purpose what's the point like what is what are you trying to gain out of this yeah you know people will go their whole lives and they they get a job that they don't really like but they know they have to pay their bills or they have like things of need and importance and they have uh dependents things people people or things are dependent on them to do that job so they just do it out of necessity of that and <clears throat> they lose they lose track of who they are. They lose track of what they like or even what their purpose is. Even if you do go to a job that like you really like, and again, I'll put this with my example of my perspective. Um, I, again, I just, I'm second nature when it comes to like training, coaching, exercise, you know, like I just, it's just in me right now. Like it's second nature. So one would say like, how did, how does, how do you get burned out? Like if you're so passionate about it, it's just that like you you even if you have passion for it you can find yourself in this routine of being on autopilot and then you just you start forgetting why you're doing what you're doing 
you forget why you're passionate about it. You forget why you were interested in the first place. You like lose the love for it, even though you loved it extremely at the beginning. So I feel ways to negate that. uh, We don't have to get like, I'm not going to give too many points, but one or a couple points I would say is like just trying to stay grounded and uh, like conscious of why you do what you do. You know, I think like if you're listening to this right now, like just just give yourself a little bit of time to reflect. Like right at this moment, like just think like why do I go why do I go to my 9 to 5? Like why do I work this job or like why do I go do this on the weekends? Um cuz I think a lot of people they maybe don't have the answer to that or they forgot the answer. Like they just again, it's the the routine habitual autopilot syndrome whatever the hell you want to call it Mm -hmm. like you just start doing it out of again necessity or interest or something but like you lose the per like you lose the point like you get lost in the sauce kind of way so i think the big thing to start out whether you're going on a new journey like you're you just got a career a different job or whatever or you're in it right now or you're like you're on the way out it's just try to stay grounded, you know? And I've been doing things of like trying to journal every day, just like getting my thoughts out there to myself. Um, just having a more deeper understanding of it. And I think if you could, if you can just reflect and, and stay grounded on like a daily or weekly basis, and we've talked about this in the past of just reflecting, you know, uh, I think that'll help. That does help with burnout because, as you start to veer off the path and kind of, again, you, you start get, putting yourself on autopilot, if you're reflecting more frequently, whether it's once a week or every day or whatever, that reflection and that kind of sense of understanding and, and staying grounded, it'll help you keep back on the path or stay on the beaten path, right? You won't get lost in where you're trying to go. So I think with what I'm trying to do now with both my my career outside of coaching and training and, and even in the gym is just constantly logging, journaling, whatever thing that can help me reflect and, and understand more. So I would say that'd be my, my first tip is just stay grounded and just stay the course of, of what you just continuously tell yourself what the purpose is of what you're doing. Don't lose purpose because even if you love it, like I said, if for me, training came second nature, I don't have to like think about it as much. I don't have to like tell myself I'm passionate about it because I just know. But even though if you do know, like you, you get lost sometimes. So having a roadmap or a, 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 a point of, of grounding in what you're doing can help you, negate burnout for sure so let me ask you this brock taking it back a little bit you said it was about do you say a year ago where you've got the burnt where you got burned out with coaching is it is was it just coaching that was like that was the end point of it i was definitely feeling burnout way prior to that okay and is that just coaching or is that your training like lifting as well or what I think they bleed into each other. I think a lot of times you can find yourself having a hard time. Like you let some factors of something 
yeah, I get what you're push, saying. Push like it bleeds into other, other things. Avenues like, of your life, yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's just human nature, you know. Like if you're having a rough relationship go, like you know, like maybe you and your significant other are are having a rough patch, that can bleed into your performance at work, mm-hmm. your performance in the gym, in your, in the gym and things yeah. like that. <clears throat> um, so it was definitely, yeah. Uh, a combo of that you know is i was having obviously maybe some financial problems i was not problems but there was just other things yeah, going explain, on in life you know? explain so, like i want to hear what i don't think you've ever really told me what has got what got you you said it started before a year ago yeah what was this i think people would be interested to hear like what was the sequence that was like okay Maybe you can't say, like, this was the first beginning of it that this happened, and then it started pushing me away. What were, what, what was, give, give us examples of like what happened, like what you were going through, or like different things. Maybe, like, oh, you know, I'd get up in the morning and I would, I'd question, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to put words in yeah, your yeah, mouth, yeah. but I, I, I really want to, I want to hear, like, what, how did you get, what did it feel like when you were getting into that burned out stage and then what made it, what made you decide to say, okay, I'm stepping away from this for some time. I need a break. Yep. So I think it goes back to what I was saying about like biting off more than I could chew, especially when you're like, when you're devoted and passionate about something, like you want to consume yourself, at least with me, that's like my, like probably personality. So what were you doing at this time? You want to tell people like you were, a coach. Yeah. So, so when I started out, you know, I was, I was very passionate about what I was doing. So like my life con- was consumed by that. So then like, that was basically my identity was like, I'm, I'm the fitness coach guy. I, I How many different jobs were you coaching at? I'm trying to think. I want to say like, this is how, like, there's always ebbs and flows of this. So this happened of course, when I was at the rec center, I just, okay. I was, I was, I was going too hard, too fast. I was doing too much. And I couldn't balance that with my life and have happiness in like relationships or whatever. There was just a lot going on. How old were you around that time? Do you remember? No idea. That was early. That was like twenties, like early twenties, right? Early twenties for sure. Okay, so Um, you were just going all in at the at the at the Jimmy all in. So I was doing mornings, middays, afternoons, like, and and I think that what people don't understand, um, like we can make this specifically about like coaching and stuff like that. Uh, like it's a very, it's a very unorganized work schedule. It's not your nine to five. Oh, yeah. I think people yeah. understand is if you want to become a coach and a trainer, like you are almost working nonstop. You can definitely develop a schedule to where you like, you can, and I will get into this later, but <clears throat> If you don't have the things and parameters set, like yeah, you can just be going nonstop because you are you are working when others aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have a a clientele and a demographic that they work their nine to fives, so they can't be training then. Then yeah, they have to be training either in the mornings and mm-hmm. in the afternoons. So that's obviously usually what the bulk of what your schedule is looking like. Like you're an AM person, a PM person, and if you want an, another thing that kind of negates to <clears throat> burnout of coaching is the more you do, the more you make. Mm-hmm. If you want to make more money, you have to train more people. Cool. Yep. Right. 
it's hard to obviously as you gain experience and stuff you can like bump your rates and things like that but for the most part it's not like i mean it's just it's all based on your performance it's pretty black and wh- it's yeah. pretty black and white on how much there's, money you there's can really make. no yeah. i mean for most coaches there's well it depends like if you're a strength coach or not you yeah. know at a, at a school there's going to be a salary yeah but like personal training there's really no salary no. per se. It's all based off of the yeah. amount of people you train. Yeah. And you're at the mercy, like you're saying, of your clients. If your clients want to come in at four thirty in the morning, you gotta if you really want to make the money, you gotta get up and train them at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. If they want to come in at seven thirty at night, you gotta make your schedule available for seven thirty at night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a, it's out it's an hourly thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like if you want wanna make more money, you gotta work more. more. It's hard to start delegating and having things kind of start creating financial resources on mm-hmm. their own. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of another thing. So coaching and then you have things of where like I was obviously working at a gym. So I was training people, which again was, is outside of those nine to five hours. Then I was having a job of working at a gym. So we were, doing social media stuff and things like that. So it was a job during the day. So you had like objectives mm-hmm. to do around nine to five or whenever the, the time is. But then again, coaching wise, you have to coach outside of that. So, I mean, it's a very extensive work schedule and it's all over the place. It's hard to, and again, it goes back to, unless you have a salary stuff, which which I was fortunate enough to wear part of my stuff was salary. So even, so like taking time off and stuff like, okay, like my salary is, is there. I have the time off, but a lot of people don't understand is like, if you and me want to take two weeks off, we're losing out on two weeks of pay Pay. because we don't, we don't train people for two weeks. And a lot of times, like if you're good at what you do in in the personal training realm and if you have enough clients, like two weeks is is a lot. lot. It's not like, okay, like I can like, I can like brush that off. Yeah. Like, to, like no, it's like, so yeah. then, so you're trying to make money. You mm-hmm. have to work a lot. Yep. You have to sacrifice a lot. Yep. And it's just, it's just hard on you, man. You you also have to, you, you said some really good points, but some other thing, like one other thing that's huge is you have to motivate people, your clients. You have to deal with your clients and, that sounds worse than I made it than I'm trying to make it sound, but that can be challenging. You know, if you have a client or a class that you train and they're not motivated, like that can be discouraging on yourself and that can cause and lead to burnout if you're dealing with it quite a bit during your work schedule, your day. Um, so yeah, like you, and like you, yeah, then you make a good point. Like you have to be the motivator and people don't understand that. Like, what happens when you don't have that motivation yourself? <laughs> yeah, like you kind of have to like fake it till you make yeah. it. You know, and that's a, I think that's a big thing with training and being a coach is <clears throat> you got to put on. I don't want to say put on like a fake mask, There's but like you do face. have. Yeah, you do have to put on a perception of like enthusiasm yeah. and and energy. They're waiting there for you. They and want, yeah, again, some like some people understand. Like, if you go to a nine to five, and I'm not dissing on any of these kind of jobs, but sometimes you can like you can kind of work through that fatigue, that mm-hmm. life fatigue, you know, like you can go, you sit at your cubicle or sit at your whatever. And again, these are all respectable jobs. I'm not like downgrading any of this stuff, but you can, 
you can kind of have a bad day. Yeah. And you can kind of work. Like, no one's really going to notice. Yeah. I can kind of tell that, like, if I have a bad day with my editing stuff, like, if I'm just sitting there, it's like, well, no one knows because no one's here. Like, I can just kind of, I can I can deal with that. But when you're having a bad day or if you're unenthused or you just don't have the energy and you're lacking it and you have to go somewhere where you have to have those things, you kind of got to, like, just just pull it out of you yeah so you take the the lacking energy like the little energy that you have and you have <laughs> to maximize huge it. so it's yeah. like you have to maximize the little energy that you do have which i think then like twofold burns you out more because mm-hmm. again you're taking that little bit of fuel and you're just just zipping through it and it's it's killer man yeah and it's hard and it's 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 i being a coach is like probably one of the more rewarding jobs, you know, because you're helping someone. And like when someone, when something clicks for somebody or when someone succeeds at something and you know you played a part in that, like mm-hmm. you're, you're not taking the, all of the credit. Yeah. But like you, you, had a you, part. you, yeah, you were a, a, a block upon that pyramid that they were building, you know, yeah. like you were part of that. Um, so that's very rewarding, but it does come with its, its downsides and those downsides are heavy, Yeah, heavy. And I don't want like, they're not, they're not burdens, but like it just comes with the territory. Yeah. It just comes with the territory and you have to understand that. Those, those little, those big rewards that you're talking about with the kids like that, or not the kids, but your clients or whoever, anybody, yeah, that reminds you why you do it and can can sometimes push you through that burnout. Yeah. You know? Which could be good and, and bad. Yeah. Because again, there's there's it's hard to take a break. It's hard to to step back. Yeah. Because yeah. when you do like when you see that, you're like, I helped that person. No, I how can many do more yeah, how many more yeah. people can that can help? And that's my problem. I always I'm somewhat of a yes man. I'll <laughs> I will I will accept that. I will I will wear that. I am too. I agree. <sighs> I wear it proudly, but I know it's a burden mm-hmm. for myself because I always take on more than I normally can can perform with, and I do it all the time. I do, and too. I this is why I'm trying to be more diligent about like journaling and and just staying grounded in a on a daily basis because if I put myself on autopilot, and I'll, I'm probably gonna go back and forth with this autopilot analogy, but if I go on autopilot. And I just, I just say yes. And I want like, yeah, that'd be cool to do. And like, that's just me. Like, I just like, I like helping people. I like doing things. Like I have a bit of OCD, ADHD, like whatever you want to call it. Like (laughs) I like to do things. Yeah. So I say yes to a lot. And you want to do them the right way. Yeah. I say, I say yes a lot. And then I, I just, I just get consumed. I'm like, oh crap, I should like, and then for me, it's funny, like, I will I'll be in a position or a, a time in my a period of time in my life where like I'm ready. I'm like focused, I'm like I can do this. <clears throat> and I think a lot of us do that. Like we know we like we know what we're capable of and we want to be capable of that, so we go pursue it. But we if we don't think about it, you know, if we don't like really analyze the situation, we can do what I'm talking about right now is is just taking on more mm-hmm. and once you get into that position where like, you know, you're kind of in over your head for me, this is kind of just a a personality trait of mine. Maybe someone else can uh, relate to it, but 
it really throws me for like I go from like 100 to like zero like instantly I just go from like uh, yes 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 do 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 go 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 and then like once I feel like like there's a chink in my chain and like there's like I'm I'm bottled up I'm clogged up I just like I like mentally shut down in a somewhat of a of a negative way like I depression or whatever but like I go from like thinking I can to like thinking I can't really fast. And then I'm I have these things, I have these obligations and it's hard for me to continue to pursue them because I'm I'm in this like mental rut. And I always think I don't and I don't know what it could be. I haven't really done enough. I should probably freaking go to counseling or something, <laughs> but I just know like it's a problem because I want to help and I want to do but when I do, when I take on too much and I, I don't feel I have the ability, like I go from feeling I have the ability to not. And so I don't, I wish there was somewhere in the middle where I could be like, okay, you know what? Like I'm, I'm here now. And I get that from time to time. I get in that position time to time, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just like do what you can. And I think, I wish I could think that more. And I try to tell myself that more. And that's why I journal a lot because if I didn't journal and if I didn't write that stuff down, like I just, I just lose it. And that's what I'm saying. I'll go from like, like I have all these things on my plate and things to do. And I go from feeling I have the ability to feeling that I don't. And then I'm like sitting there like, shit, I'm a fraud, even though I'm really not. Yeah. So, um, I think it's for me, like, yeah, it's, I, I just get too consumed by things and if I do, I really, like, I don't want to check out, but, like, I just, I get, like, mental claustrophobia, if that's even a thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I yeah. just feel like I'm too surrounded and yeah. overwhelmed, and I don't know how to, to manage that. So, I, for me, my, manage, my managing of that is, like, just, like, pulling back completely. And it's, and it's a problem because I need to It's interesting that you bring that up because I can see that as your friend is... You you said this earlier. It becomes more than one thing of your life. You know, like if you, I don't know, I mean to put throw you under the bus. No, you good. But like, if you do one thing, you go all one hundred twenty percent in. I do yes, and then you do something else like that, and then it only lasts for a certain amount of time, yeah. and then you get burnt out. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's normal with a lot of people. I think everybody has something like yeah. that where they they just go to they. they they cut off too much. Yeah, they're, they're not able to. I, said, I, just, I do it so much. I always bite off more, more than, than I can, can handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good. Like I've learned a lot. I would never. Like I, I wish I could fix that. That is a problem of mine. But at the same time, I know there's certain aspects of my life that were forged by because those things. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's definitely a double edged sword for sure. So for me, and again, why I'm trying to journal and do more is like. You can't really, and this is a problem of mine that I find that I do is I go from one extreme to another, right? Yeah, I go yeah. from 100% positivity to like 100% just negativity. And for me, I could either accept that and just live in that world of back and forth, or I could start to to build a build a bridge of those two extremes and try to find a, a balance of them. Um, because there's positives in both of them. Um, there's learning points in both of them. 
So for me, why I'm journaling more, why I'm trying to schedule, like why I'm trying to do things that are not necessarily in my comfort zone is so I can fix those problems, right? And I think that's a big thing with burning out and maybe, again, this is both my experience and some of what I see in the real world is that's what other people do is they either bite off more they can chew or they just put themselves in a situation and they stay there. And they don't try to change. They don't try to develop. They don't try to understand. And I think that's what I have going with me is I do have problems, but I also have an accepting it. Like I, yeah, I rec- understand and I recognize, recognize them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't just... Just push them to the side. Yeah. You realize when you're getting to that point. And you took the time. And, you, you know, you took the last year off yep. from coaching. And I've been trying to secretly try to wrap you back into yeah. it. Yeah. So let's talk about that because that is another thing. So when you do fill, and again, everyone's probably going to go through burnout, you have to obviously find a a way to correct it, which could be, again, for me, it's always like I just, I, I step completely back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't just shave off a little bit. I have to like basically just drop everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again is a bad, bad thing and something I'm trying to work on. But whatever it is you do to to fix the burnout, when you're ready to jump back in, I think you have to do it correctly. And that just comes with age, you know? And that's why we talk about this is what the wisdom is about is is it just comes with the territory and time. So for me, what we're trying to do is obviously get me back kind of in the gym environment i just know i have to i have to tread about it in a way tread lightly and just no understand because same thing like when you're inviting me to come like coach with you and stuff it's like i'm enthused by it and like it kind of like riles me up excites me but then i'm sitting there it's like oh no it's happening again yeah like so i don't want to be that guy that just says yes to everything and like does 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 because i know it's that's it's gonna gonna come back around you know and it's uh, gonna come to where it Fast forward two, three, X amount of years, I'll just be right back where I was. The other thing that I, I know, and being your friend, and I read this somewhere, you know, if I'm going to try to r- remind me if I get off topic about being your friend, but <laughs> they say that a lot of the burnout in the workplace is by the people that you're surrounded by. You know, you might have negative people that'll get to the point where you're going to get burnt out because you're sick of being around those people yeah. or they're putting you down or you don't feel like you said have purpose in their job or you have a boss that sucks, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, me being your friend, I know your track history. I know how you are. Yeah. So I monitor you without you knowing that and watch you just make sure that we don't get to the point where you are going to get burnt out with yeah. coaching again. Which that's just good. And I feel that's a great thing to have. And that's why I'm like, I'm I'm accepting it, you know, and I'm yeah, I'm actually yeah. like coming into it because again, like even even just being in the gym in general, I'm always sitting there. I was like, man, I'd love to like have a a part in this or like have a way to like coach people again or whatever. But like, it's my hesitation of it because it's like no, it's like once once you once you're in, you're in, you know. It's like, yeah. it's like being an addict on something. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like when you love it, you love it, and it's hard to find balance. So that's my hesitation with it, and that's what I'm trying to obviously like come up with if we're gonna have like a <clears throat> a go at this is like how can we do it that is going to be one beneficial beneficial to ev- to like everyone yeah and I think a lot of like you you have to understand that like I need to be a benefit to you just as much as you need to be a benefit to me. 
I've I've coached in places like all around, like out of state, in state, and stuff. Like the stuff that I've done, I've seen all sides of it. I've seen places mm-hmm. that that care about the person, care about the coach and their well being, and and they want to do what they can. Sometimes it's not in their budget or it's it's not in their power to yeah. help that but they try yeah and that's that's what i always look for it, i've also been in the place where it's like people just don't like you're just a pawn yeah and and that's that's because the people don't don't understand what yeah. you're doing they don't understand they don't respect but like they don't like i worked in sales for a while when yeah, i was yeah, yeah. The gym. I like that. they like so some people don't care about you and they just they want to use you for what they want and they could care less like and to be honest like there is there's never going to be a spot in your life where you're going to feel fully secure you know like we talk about people talk about job security right like i got jobs no one has full on like immunity to being fired or being replaced or anything like that um so the biggest thing is understanding that and then finding places that at the very most, like they, they look out for your well being. Even if you know, like, Hey, like you're just an employee, you're just a person, but you're still their person. Yeah. And that makes you so feel better. Yeah. So then if and you that go to you work like and you want to be, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's going to help you decrease the chance of you getting burned out because yep. you feel like you have importance. Yeah. Uh, and you can come up because I've worked at jobs where it's like, I just, I'm feeling burned out and they keep feeding me stuff. And they're not and recognizing yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't want to say no. Like, again, my problem and their problem. You don't want to let I them don't, know. Yeah, I don't want to let them know because yeah, I don't want to yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I am a burden, burden to them. Yeah. Or I don't feel like I don't want them to feel I'm incapable, mm-hmm. even though I am, because mm-hmm. I'm feeling burned out. Not that I can't do it. It's just I can't I can't balance it. I can't yeah. manage it. And so, like, it goes both ways. The person a, a person at the job needs to be able to know their limits. Yep. But then so does the job. You know, yeah. but, you know, you work Sometimes into- you don't want to, like, because you can have, like, I know for me, if I'm looking at it, like, I wouldn't want an employee of mine to, like, take advantage of my, my sympathy yeah, and my yeah. understanding. So there's both, both sides well, of it. You got to find a cohesiveness yeah. of employer-employee. There's mm-hmm. a balance there for sure. Because mm-hmm. there are going to be demands on you as a as a person who's employed by someone like you, you have obligations, you have prerequisites of what you need to do, but there's also needs to be a, a finding of like, Hey, like if, if this isn't capable of you for you, let's figure out ways. Like there, there has to be that balance for yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> what Miguel, what are you maybe doing? You say you don't have, you aren't burning out or, or you haven't been or things like that. What have maybe been some things from you that you've done to get you in that position? Um, like how are you, how are yeah. you dealing with not burning out That's if you question. are not burning out? Yeah, I would say I haven't burnt. It's it's interesting because like how the schedule is like at the college is it's like when I get to that point where I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting to the point where I might be close to getting burnt out. There's a break. So like Christmas time. Yeah, you have that. It's like, really nice. Like there's a month. Not seasons, but yeah, yeah, yeah. School. And so like I get it's I feel more burned out at you know working with bigger groups than I do at my own gym. But there's breaks, and yeah. the breaks really help me to just. 
okay, I get a month off from all the college kids. It helps me reset myself to be ready to go for the spring. You know, they come back middle of January, hit the ground running, go until spring break. So I got January, February, and then the, the first week or two of March, and then I got a week off. Perfect. Then, you know, the next, then like football has spring ball. So they go down, they train four days a week right now. They'll go down to two days a week. So that's a little bit less, you know, simulation yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, And then volleyball starts spring ball. So it's like everything kind of works on its, in a way that favors, helps me so I don't get burned out. Um, Do you think that is a a good thing that, like we were just talking about it before, how it's a very diverse schedule. Mm. So for you, you're saying that's more of something that helps with you not feeling burned out. Yeah, I think the schedule helps a lot. Because um, there's and, there's diversity to it. There's, yeah. there's like change, there's change up. And, and it's yeah, and some people can, the same. Yeah, some people can definitely handle that. I, I, for one, I do like that at times, and I also don't. Because mm-hmm. there are times it's like, man, I just like... It, it helps me yeah. a lot. I would say if so I was doing this 12... You're different in that for sure. Yeah, 12 months out of the year with this crazy schedule, <laughs> I would be burned out yeah. for sure in a year. But with them having summer break, you know, that helps... You know, so it the breaks really help me mentally be able to stay sharp, where I'm able to come back in and get after it again. Um, at the gym, I just in my head I know like at some point things will get better where I won't it won't be as chaotic. Yeah, I just got to grind right now, make this business be successful, put a lot of hours in, put a lot of work in, and know that the outcome is going to be great. So, so that motivates me. So that's a good, another good kind of point about being burnt out with just life in general is I think a lot of people, they don't have that. <clears throat> yeah. They don't understand like some people, they go to a job and they go to it for years on end with no really end in sight, mm-hmm. maybe like retirement or whatever. But like, that's a, that's a long period of time. Whereas like if people would understand more, like, especially from a business standpoint, like me and you're kind of getting at it is like, yeah, like you do have to grasp like there's just going to be a not shitty, but like there's going to be a grind, grind to, to it, it to where like you're just going to have to push through. Yeah. But if you, if you position a goal in front of you yes. to go after, you're just know like, okay, it's going to help. I have this, like uh, if, if everything goes as planned and I have it everything probably set up, won't, yeah. but, but at least I have somewhat of a, of a roadmap to follow. Yeah. Whereas like if I can just push through mm-hmm. and get to the end goal, It'll like there's hundred percent gra- greener grass on the other side, yeah. right? And and it, and a lot of people have jobs that we talked about or you've touched on that they don't allow they don't have goals in their job. Like they show up nine to five, five days out of the week. It's autopilot, man. And that's and that's it, it. Like where I chose a profession <clears throat> and I'm starting a business where I have to have goals to keep me going. You know, like yeah. some days suck. Some days are, I mean, every day is long. Monday through Friday are long 15-hour days. But my goals keep me grounded and motivated to keep coming. And then the people, the kids that I train, keep me motivated and keep me coming back. Um, Because most of the people in the environment that we have at the gym are positive. Yeah. And we've created that. I know that I need a facility, a gym, where I want positivity. Positivity creates an environment where I don't get burned out. 
if I'm in a negative environment, that creates burnout because I don't want to be there because I, I personally don't like negative people because I'm a more of an optimist, a positive person. I know for myself personally, I want to be around other positive people. The other cool thing that doesn't allow me to get to burnout right now is that you're around and I have an intern. And so then I can start watching other people coach, which gives me more coaching ideas to create an environment where I, when I coach, now I can use your ideas, I can use my intern's ideas, and then it keeps my mind growing. If I don't grow uh, mentally in coaching, then I get stagnant, then I get burned out. And that's another cool thing that we work in a profession where there's constant growth if we want it. There's constant, um, there's constant change in how you train people, how you train clients, how you train kids, how you train athletes. So if you want to be able to adapt, you have to be able to be able to have some constant, constant change. But with you guys around, it's now helping me remind myself, okay, it makes my life easier because now if I have a day where you're coaching a class or a group of kids and I don't, it's not that I don't have to be a hundred percent in, but now I just get to focus on techniques or whatnot where you're doing the main there's some delegation. Yeah, there's sure. delegation where I don't have to take that on. That that minimizes my workload a little bit, even though I'm still there. Yep. But mentally, it takes stuff mentally off my mind where you're mentally now stimulated more than me, even though I'm still there and I'm still doing my job, but it's less. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and hopefully I people understand that, that I'm not being a terrible coach, um, <laughs> that I'm not training your kids or I'm not training my clients. No, that's not it. I trust you enough as a coach, and hopefully the parents understand that as well, yeah. that I would not have you coaching here. I would not have you being part of what we have at Secor Strength Gym if I didn't think you were a great coach. But like I said, for so long of my career so far, the last seven years, I've been alone. And, you know, I've had a couple of interns, and being alone sucks at some points. I mean, sometimes it's really good. Yeah, it's good to have that, but, yeah. But, but being around other people with like minds keeps you pushing and motivated <laughs> to keep growing and grinding to get the end result of whatever your goals may be. Yeah, being part of a team is really beneficial in those regards because, yeah, mm-hmm. you you have a sense of accountability and you also have a sense of dependability on each other. Because you can you can you can lean on each other when you need to, you know. Like yeah. one person can can lead the charge, not but they don't have to all the time. Like yeah. if, if you're a one man crew, like you're pulling that sled by yourself all the time. Doesn't matter. You don't you can't slow down or you can't you can't give the reins to someone else. But yeah, if you do have other people around you to either push you forward or 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 pull you along, and and you can again delegate those those things yeah. as you go you can go farther exactly you can and it's and it's by knowing your team and when knowing when they're getting to that point where they look like they need you to take charge yep you know in the day like if i come in or if i came in and i saw that you just weren't on you yep. were you were different today you weren't the brock that i know and that's me knowing you as a friend mm-hmm. um and as a coworker. then i would say you know what man don't worry about it i got this one i'll coach it you just you you do the side things with the kids. You work on the techniques. I'll lead it, and vice versa. Hey, Miguel, you know I see that man. How's your day? Like he looked like you've had a hell of a day. Yeah. Long let one, me, huh? Let me uh, let me take the reins today. 
And that's 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 working off of each other. Yep. So if you can have a team in the workforce like that, that's ideal. Now, is that the ideal situation that most people are in? No. no. But if you know that you're around a negative environment and you're just working a 9 to 5, 8 to 4, whatever, to get a paycheck, that's where you have to challenge yourself to say, okay, am I reaching that burnout? Why am I reaching that burnout? Now, is this worth it? Do I want to continue doing this for the rest of my life? Or what, could I find a different career or path where I'm not going to feel like this? Because it feels good when you're not burned out. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you, I feel like you should, you owe that to yourself to have a work, a job where you're not feeling burned out all the time. You're working, I would say 80 to 90% of your life is work. So why not find something that you can find purpose in, where you're around positive people, where you have goals, where you like to go to work, where you don't just work for a paycheck. Those things would be awesome, and you owe that to yourself, like I said, to, to be in an environment of, of finding that so that you can keep showing up and giving it your 110%. Definitely. You you hit the nail on the head with like <clears throat> I think with that team environment too. I know a lot of people like they get a little bit of selfishness to them in their in their work life, their workforce environment, right? Um, and they're they're less prone to to taking on more. You know, like I've seen it in many jobs that I've been a part of. Is I've I heard this one time at a, a job that I had. It's like. When you you're, you're gonna know these kind of people, and when you when you see them or you hear them, and you're around them, you want to try to get the hell away from them because not the kind of people you want to be around. And that's the people that are always like saying, like that's not in my job description, or like that's not what you you hired me for, like things like that. Like you you see it all the time. And any job you do, no matter what, if it's if it's on individual performance or team performance or anything like that, you have to have some com- camaraderie and, and cohesiveness and you need to bring each other along. So if you're in a job environment where you do that and everyone else does that and like it's like like sales is a kind of a big thing, you know, it's like you, you're, you're a lone wolf in a pact. Like you, you're with people, but you're not. Mm-hmm. It's like my me 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 go go go. It's it's cutthroat and it sucks. And I mean, if if that's what you are, if that's your personality, cool, whatever. But I don't necessarily respect that. I've been into that and I've seen that where some shady shit, man. Yeah, some shady shit. And if you get consumed by that, you you either are that or you're around it, and it's just not a good thing. But if you're around it and it's not you, because that was what I was, I totally not that that personality type, <clears throat> and it just made made things worse. Made a job that like for one I didn't like, even if it was great and and I knew what I was doing, I still just the the concept of it of like sales and trying to like mm-hmm. have someone buy something like it just wasn't me. So and then when you get around people that are like they're selfish. You either, again, you either are consumed by it and you turn into that or you just get flooded with that kind of emotion and you have to probably step out. Yeah. So it's, 
it's really good and that's a yeah definitely a good way to negate burnout is yeah being in an environment that is like you said positive and encouraging and helpful because that'll help negate that for sure excuse me where are we at for time right now about 53 minutes it's about 2.30, so we could wrap this up. Do you want to have a part two on this where we can go into uh, where I can finish my thoughts on yeah on this, but then we can go into more burnout with sports. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it. All right, guys, that's going to conclude. Man, we kind of dropped off right away, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this will be part one. Part two will be next time. Um, So... Welcome back, guys. Welcome yeah. back, Miguel. Welcome back, me. We're back rolling. Um, we don't mean to cut it short. Uh, yeah. No, my schedule is kind of crazy right now. I have a group coming in at one, so about it is what it is. Yeah. But no, I we want to go into a little bit more depth in part two. I want to give you a few more examples of other ways that I haven't reached burnout yet. But then we want to discuss athletes and how they get yeah. to the burned out stages in their careers, how they reach it young at younger ages, and then how it really does them a disservice as they get older in their high school careers, college careers, uh, maybe even professional careers. So we want to talk about that and give you some insight to that um, in the next episode, yeah. part two. Yep, so that'll be part two. So look out for that. Uh, while you're here, make sure you like and subscribe to... I think I might make a new channel for this. I don't think we even have a. I don't. No, I is this don't. the first video we've done for this one? Yeah, I think the other one was think, on yours. Yeah. So we got a video cast going. So if you're listening to this, make sure to follow on Spotify or Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to this. Hit subscribe, hit follow. Um, especially, and then on YouTube, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube, watch the channel, subscribe to the channel, like the channel, and vice versa. So that's gonna be it, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on part two next time.